Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lovely Travels podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and it's me flying solo today. I'm very excited to be presenting the final episode in our Australia series, and we are going to last but definitely 100% not least, Tasmania, the gorgeous little island on the bottom of this continent of Australia, Tassie. We love it. Uh, it is the it was the undiscovered gem, but I think everybody now knows about it and knows how wonderful it is, and it has become really, really popular. I won't spend too long on this intro because I want to get into the chat with the gorgeous Selena Bush, who I met on a trip when I was tour leading uh, the Oxfam Trek to Tackle Poverty in Vietnam, and she was one of our Tassie ladies and. Ever since I have been dying to get back, uh, my first trip was in 2012 uh, with my mum, went to Hobart and Launceston, and I've since been back maybe two or three times to Launceston to visit uh, my gorgeous friend, Joanna Baker-Dowdle, who is a fabulous host and a brilliant Tasmania advocate. And actually, I just want to share, I had the most gorgeous recommendations uh, from one of my lovely friends and one of our loyal listeners. Leah Boyce, she sent me the most spectacular list of Tasmanian notes uh, that, you know, would rival anything, or not rival, would kick out the water anything that I could could comment on. So you're going to hear about some of these things during the episode, but with Selena, uh, who lives there, <laughs> but I want to share with you some of Leah's amazing tips. So thank you for sending this, Leah. She says, It's a great state to ride motorbikes around. Differing terrain that can be experienced in one day is incredible. She highly recommends riding up the western part of Tassie. You get the hills, dirt, water views, great little towns. She also recommends, which we'll 100% talk about in the episode too, Bruny Island. It's a great place to ride around or drive around. There's so much to see. South Point of Bruny has incredible views and great little bays where you can find serious surfers. There's toilets with views. <laughs> Ferries across is fun and super cheap, maybe $6. You can get shucked oysters and they are a must. Great oyster anywhere you like with a glass of wine or cider. There's only one petrol station, so do be prepared. There's also a little brewery and chocolate place, but but she hasn't been there yet, so maybe on the list for next time. And if you come there by yacht, it's even more fun. So oysters as big as your hand on the shorelines when you come ashore. The next place is Launceston, and which I 100% agree with. There's some wonderful walks around the Cataract Gorge. There's the Bogues Brewery, 
mountain bike tracks, and again, great oyster places right near the airport, but she can't remember the name, so that's fine. Near the airport, oysters, got it. Cradle Mountain, 100%, stunning walking tracks. They always feel like it's where the fairies live and there are walks for all levels plus fishing and it is just an epic, epic sight to see. I unfortunately haven't been there, but all the photos I've seen are just dying to get there. St. Helens, you've got to go for the oysters. I'm getting the the, the tip that Leah loves oysters. <laughs> and then there's Freysonet Bay, which I hope I've said correctly. There's gorgeous walks, food, wine, and more oysters. Now for the very, very detailed tips. Thank you so much, Leah. We have Hobart and Surrounds. Wineries, wineries, wineries. Highly recommend Pooley Wines, a multi-generational family business. They also own Prospect House, which is stunning accommodation and restaurant. Matt Pooley is a great guy. And if you ever wanted to talk to someone about Tassie in the wine industry, he's the guy. So maybe we'll have to get Matt on here. (laughs) Distillers, distillers, distillers. Gin and whiskey as far as the eye can see. One that that is out of the box, out of the way, super small, and don't think they actually distill their own, but a fun place to go is Dunalley Bay. They're literally right on the beach. They have the cutest dogs that seem to own the place. Gin is delicious, great snacks, cheese platters and oysters, (laughs) and a lovely fireplace for winter stops. It's great visiting on the motorbike too. Super nice people. I'm learning something about you, Leah. I didn't know you rode motorbikes. Mona. Mona is the gallery and it is um, a trip to Hobart. You know, it's not a trip to Hobart without Mona. So the challenge your senses aren't is subjective and Mona exploits that. Allow most of the day, eat out the back at Morilla, sitting on the grass, listening to the latest contemporary sounds on the stage. Uh, There's great yachting around Hobart. So such beautiful coastlines to follow, a view you just can't get from the land. Um, I agree that the coast is just incredible. In fact, East Coast and West Coast are breathtaking too. So nothing like mooring up with another boat for night, enjoying a deck barbecue, gin and wine. There's Salamanca Place, which is the market, and it has grown hugely and got a little commercial, but it's still super awesome with stalls and great conversations to be had. You must engage as this is where the real fun is. And I agree. We spent hours there and talking to the local producers and talking to the stallholders is what it is all about. The Den Bar at Salamanca is awesome. I actually went there. I agree. It's gorgeous inside sitting. It's got um, gorgeous inside seating and great outdoor areas. It's warm by fires and heaters in winter. A great range with really good staff and a great range of gin. Uh, Mac One, which is spelled M-A-C-Q-1. Great restaurant, even if a little commercial. (laughs) There's the Henry Jones Hotel, which has stunning rooms. They will even research your family history before you come oh they do this randomly and you find it in your room when you arrive well now we know (laughs) but it's a great place for conferences as well there's the maritime museum of tasmania which is a lovely place with volunteer attendants that know their stuff great conversations with them there's the taste of tassie festival which coincides with sydney to hobart yachts coming in and then there's the sydney to hobart arrivals which is an amazing sight to see um it's uh with the maxis cracking it up to up the derwent (laughs) this is very yachting language i'm sure if you can be out of the water coming in alongside them it is very memorable and one of 
Leah's favourite Tassie memories is being out in the water, coming up the Derwent alongside the first all-female crew. Oh, I get all a bit emotional. That was gorgeous, Leah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm going to pop all of that in the show notes. Actually, I'll pop it on the blog too. Incredible tips. And we are now going to jump in with Selena to hear about what it's like living in Tasmania and some of the local places that you just have to go. Enjoy. Welcome to the Lovely Travels podcast, my gorgeous friend, Selena. Hi, Emma. Hi, how are you? I'm good. It's nice to see you and thank you for making the time because you're off on an amazing adventure at the moment. Yes, I am. It's a bit ironic to be talking Tassie today and I'm actually sitting on the Darwin waterfront right now, so just about as far away from Tasmania as I could be in the country of Australia. And that's what I was, was, you know, it's funny because I just did the Northern Territory episode and I was like, oh, well, I could have done it fresh with you. And then, you know, every place that we seem to be talking about, the next day you're there. So you just went to the Windle Markets, which is, um, and watched the sunset, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was amazing. I've been to um, Darwin three times. Well, this is my third visit and I finally made it to Windle Market. So, yay, I can tick that one off and, yeah, it was awesome. I love it. Amazing food and atmosphere and sunset. Ah, such a good time to be there. Well, we better jump in with Tasmania, which Mm -hmm. is why you're here today. So just tell us a little bit about who you are and, yeah, where you're from. Okay, so I'm Tasmanian born and bred, uh, fourth generation Tasmanian. So, yeah, been there a little while. Um, I live in the south of the state, the southeast, in the Don Tricasto Channel region. So, yeah, I grew up there. Um, I've travelled around a little bit and lived at a few different um, places around Tassie, but, yeah, I'm kind of back to my roots at the moment and, yeah, it's wonderful. I um we and we met on at random as all my connections are. We met actually in Vietnam on a, a trek. So I sort of talked to you a little bit before because I was working for the company at the time. So about and you and uh, two of the other ladies did an amazing fundraiser down there, which yes, was, we did. It was so good. You got together and so was that. I always feel like you're from Bruni Island. Why do I think that? Is it near? No, there's another place that's where. So um, I have a big Bruni connection. My husband is um, grew up on Bruni Island and uh, we have many friends there. We camp there and visit there often and we now own property there. So we'll see what happens with that in the future. Maybe, maybe one day I'll be a resident. But, yeah, I do have very thick... Uh, Bruni Island connection and the two girls that came on the trek with me to Vietnam are from Bruni Island. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so, it wasn't connect. completely off. No. <laughs> I'm like, I just always connect you with that. And I haven't been. I have this amazing photo that I bought at the Salamanca Markets in Hobart of like this stormy, you know, sort of scene from um, Bruni. And I wanted yeah. to go. And I know that they've got some amazing produce that come out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the thing, one of the things that stood out to me so much in Hobart, um, well, Tasmania, but when I was in Hobart, the produce. And so, yeah, yeah. Bruni's like on my list. So I think when I heard that, it just was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just but, like kind of narrowed in on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, Bruni's definitely a must see when you come to Tasmania. It's amazing. Oh, there we go. And so, yeah, we went to Vietnam to trek for Oxfam, which was incredible. And, yeah, it was lovely getting to know you and our, our Tassie, little Tassie crew. And yeah. I knew that when we did this episode you had to be on it because you are, are you now you're just synonymous for me with Tassie. Oh, thank you. Well, it's such a privilege to be on here. Like I listen to your podcasts all the time and I think they're amazing and, now I'm featuring. Oh. <laughs> it's so exciting. Okay. I feel like yeah. now like the whole of, hopefully the whole of your area will be listening. We'll have this new Tassie crew. And I'm actually, I was meant to be there in a few weeks, um, but okay. obviously pandemic. So my plan now is to come in March. So selfishly, I'm just going to be getting lots of tips for this, mm-hmm. for my, my trip when I come down uh, end of March. But tell yeah. me. Um, where are some famous places in Tasmania that people might might have heard of or maybe some famous places for Tasmania that we haven't actually heard of? Okay, so um, Tassie's, yeah, become more of a um, tourist destination in previous years. I mean, it's always been, um, there's always been a lot of tourists there, but um more and more we have we're having big events like um, I guess since the opening of the Museum for Old and New Art, so Mona. Yeah. Lots of heard about that. That's been open for about 10 years now. Um, that's attracted a lot of um, tourists and more attention for Tassie. Um, they have the winter feast. So Tassie, um, you know, it's so cold and dark in the winter. But during this period of time, um, at the beginning of June, it's like, yeah, booming with amazing food and fire pots and festivals. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Tassie, I guess most people that visit Tassie would go to the Salamanca markets. Um, Port Arthur is another big attraction, which is um, a penal con- was a penal colony um, for criminals um, being transported from Britain in the 1800s. Yeah. And I believe it's, yeah, it's still um, the ruins are there. They're great to go and see. It's like an open-air museum. Um, a lot of history is there. So that's kind of a must-see. Um, my kids love visiting there every couple of years and they do ghost tours. and Oh, wow ferry trips and yeah it's it's a it's a good spot to go and visit um mount wellington that yeah city of hobart bit of a must see it takes about 20 to 25 minutes i guess to drive to the mountaintop and you get huge views over yeah South and it's East. so high up, you get snow up there. And so it's like crazy. Mm. You're down by the water and it's fine, like mild. And then yes. you go up the top and it's like freezing. I had like, yeah. <laughs> I was totally not dressed and I had a scarf wrapped around my head. <laughs> I just really was, you know, I had, my, I dropped my mum at the airport and I had a couple of hours left to go. So I was just was like, I'll pop up there. Um, freezing, amazing views. Though. Yeah. Totally worth Fair. it. Dress appropriately. <laughs> Yes, windy and cold, but um, yeah, stunning views. Um, 
Where else? Cradle Mountain. Let's go to Cradle Mountain. I'm dying to get there. I want to do the trek. We had it. I had it planned for, I think, end of 2019, November. We were all set. I think, I don't even know if I mentioned it to you, but we were all set, da-da-da-da, talking with people, like starting to talk about packing bags and, like, just get to carry your own bags, working out how to, like, get there because you got to, like, get dropped off and there's, like, a service and booking, like, thinking about the Airbnb that we stay in the night after. Mm-hmm. And then, idiot over here, um, one of the most important things you need is a national park pass. And oh. um, they sold out. So oh, no. if you want to do Cradle Mountain, yeah, so we hadn't like yeah. booked flights or anything like that, but like I was like thinking of all these logistics things, but one of the key, key important things if you ever want to do Cradle Mountain is you must have a National Park Pass and for that period, things like November to Feb is kind of like peak season, yeah. the weather's um, pleasant. Um, yes. Even though it's summer, which is quite, would be hot, it's because it's a mountain, it is cooler. So um yeah, they just sold out. So it was like, okay, that's um, future. Uh, book yeah. the pass first and then figure out the rest. Keep it on the list. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Oh, you learn. You learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, the East Coast definitely must see. Um, Is that like Davenport? Uh, no, that's kind of more northwest. But, I mean, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything. go everywhere. That's the top tip. Um, <laughs> and I and think one of the deceiving things about Tassie is, um, you know, people think, oh, it's just small, like I'll just pop over for five days or a week. But actually, yeah, want to have a good look around and enjoy the diversity that's on offer. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And that's think- the thing with all, like basically every episode for Australia we've said, like people – you can't fathom it. You have to do the things like put – you can put Europe twice into Australia. I think we, like, looked up the stat. It was like you can fit the UK 54 times or something like that. Well, I'll have to look at my stats. But, you know, I think, yeah, because in relation to the rest of the giant continent, Tasmania looks small. But just mm-hmm. with Australia, everything takes time. And because, yes, there are museums and, yes, there are places to visit, but a large part of – the experience here as you're seeing now you're doing this road trip is the landscapes and the nature and yeah. you know and in Tasmania the walks are incredible yes. aren't they so yep. you know if you if you only have five days and you get to somewhere like me I would have loved to do the walk a walk on Mount Wellington because I drove up there and was like just pop up here and have a look about and you know all it is is just going okay next time I'll come back you know, like a month, yeah. I think, would be quite nice. People would come down for a month and yeah. do a trip. Yeah, a month would be a great amount of time. Yeah. yeah. So I've actually been to mostly Hobart and Launceston. So yeah. my – well, actually, I've only been to Hobart once, but um, Launceston like four times. My friend lives okay. there right yeah. near the Tamar Valley, which is now famous for its oh. lovely yogurt, which we yes. shops. Uh, but yeah, it's a great little spot, and then it was just um, I just when the first time I went to Hobart was in 2012 or Tasmania via Hobart, mm-hmm. and I just thought we sort of give the Tassies uh, Tasmanians a bit of a hard time, the rest of the country, and mock <laughs> them a bit. And I just realized I just said these people are the smartest people in the world, and this is the best kept secret, and mm-hmm. 
they can keep, we can keep up all the jokes because we'll keep they'll keep Tasmania as their beautiful little secret. I mean, the secret's <laughs> out now. Um, but geez, I was blown away. I did not expect. I just it was breathtaking. breathtaking. Yeah, yeah, it is a very special place. And when I meet people on my travels outside of Australia um, and tell them that I'm from Tasmania. The responses are always, oh, I really want to go there or I've been there and I love it. Oh, wow, I just can't wait to get back. Like, yeah, it is very, it's a very special place. Yeah. Um, and so have you done, um, I think people, I guess the most common way to get there will, would be flying because it's literally overseas. <laughs> you know, we sort of yes. joke that we're going overseas um, to Tasmania. But um, have you ever done the Spirit of Tasmania, which is the boat? Yeah, I have. Yeah done that a few times now so that's an overnight trip from Port Melbourne into Devonport um yeah and last time I did it, it was a bit rough <laughs> sometimes it's smooth sailing sometimes it's very non-smooth but um yeah that's a great way to come across you know if you want to bring your car or um yeah a few times we've purchased new cars from the mainland so I love it. You call it the mainland. Yes, we do. <laughs> mainland Australia. <laughs> it's so funny. It reminds me of, oh, it reminds me of that show Ship to Shore when we were kids. I don't know. They, were, oh. they used to talk about the mainland. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, just, it, it's, okay, it's fun. It's a funny term. <laughs> and so tell me, so you, I, I see your photos and, like I mentioned before, one of the things that blew me away um, and I think that's really attracting people is that food and Australia's got a lot of it, but you know, Tasmania really has that because of the access to the ocean where you are, the mm-hmm. food the, and the produce. And I know that your husband's quite into, or your family's quite into fishing and, and yes. oysters. No, not oysters. Although we have friends with oyster farms and, um, yeah, there's lots of oyster farming in Tasmania. Um, but, yeah, my father was, he retired last year, but oh. was um, a commercial fisherman, cray fisherman, and also scale fish for his whole life. So, yeah. Wow. A big yeah, part of your. Years. Yeah. So um, my whole childhood was around the water and going on boats, um, you know, various boats that our family owned over the years. Um, we'd always go away for Easter. Um the five or six nights, usually around Bruni Island um, or the southeastern corner of Tasmania. And, um, yeah, eat so much fish and just come home completely waterlogged from um, kayaking and snorkelling and, yeah. Oh, beautiful. But is the water quite, because you are so far south, is the water quite cold for a lot of yes. the year? It is quite cold, Um yeah, it probably, I don't know exactly what temperature it would get to, maybe 19, 20 degrees in the height of summer. Yeah, yeah, which is um, still pretty, pretty but cool. Yeah. yeah, because we are, you know, the Great Southern Ocean is just below us. Yeah, there's a lot of currents, I guess, coming around Tasmania that are very cold and, yeah, the water is... Usually, yeah, it's very refreshing even in summer. <laughs> refreshing is a nice way to put it. Mark, well, so I, I have nearly moved down a number of times and maybe one day in the future we will end up there. But I originally looked at coming down maybe like 2012, 13, or 13, 14, because 
Tasmania had some amazing um, first home buyer grants and some, you know, yep. that that time when they were really kind of pushing development. I'm sure um, the locals probably didn't love all the, the foreigners coming to, <laughs> to take up the <laughs> land. Uh, but then that didn't work out. I ended up going up in Queensland instead. But um, then Matthew, because he works with the ocean, my husband, he um, <laughs> the, the jobs come up at the salmon with the salmon down there okay. quite yep. often so every I think it kind of happens maybe every six months he'll be like oh there's a job going down there and I'm like I've said I've said it time and time again I would live in Tassie in a heartbeat yeah. so if you want to go for it do it so who knows one of these days I might be calling you going hey I'm coming yeah oh that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> a little adventure yeah. bye so now Get tell me job. what is your I know it's a tough question, but what is your favourite place in Tasmania? Um, it is such a tough question <clears throat> because I have lots of favourite places, but I guess once again I'm going to have to say Broody Island. Um, yeah, just because I've spent so much time there and it is, you know, I know it so well and it is such a... Yeah, it's got a great, great feel about it. I, I feel quite connected there. Um, you know, one place that I've seen that keeps coming up at the moment that I guess I just didn't have time for, but you can tell me where it is, but um, Wine Glass Bay keeps coming mm -hmm. up. Where okay. is that? So that is um, the Freysenay National Park on the east coast. So that's a very popular spot. Um, lots of bushwalks around there. Mm. Yeah. And just magnificent views. And that was something that I I went up to Mount Nelson, I believe it's Mount Nelson yep. in um, Hobart, yep. and there was the old signalling station. I think it was the, like, the last signalling station. I make, I make up facts all the time. But, um, yes, no. Yep. It was the last because my uncle was in the Navy, so it did actually stand out to me. And, um, and my cousin was also in the Navy and um, he did the flag. So I, it was something that I kind of really oh. took a note of. But. The views from up there and then it just looked like a jigsaw, like Hobart, like the way that the the coast is, it just looks like a jigsaw. And mm. it was so incredible. So, I mean, top tip would be to get up to either Mount Nelson or Mount Wellington and to look down over yep. the city. And something beautiful that about Hobart is that it is so accessible and I'm really excited for when we come back because where we're staying I'm like, oh, it's so low. it's so in the heart of the city, but it's really easy to be in the heart of the city because it's not huge. Yeah. But in a beautiful, really accessible way. Like you can get around quite easily. Yeah. If you to stay. If you didn't have a car, I mean, I think highly recommended to have a car um, if you want to yes. get to those other places or you'd have to book a tour. But, yeah, just. Yeah, definitely get a rental car. And, you know, there's um, you can stay in Hobart and do a day trip down the Huon Valley, for example. Um, that's where the is that's where the salmon is, isn't it? Huon. Yeah, yes. there is salmon in the Huon. There's salmon kind of various um, companies and farms around the state, but yeah, it's pretty heavy in the Huon region. Um, but yeah, having a car in Tassie is definitely recommended. Um, we don't have amazing public transport <laughs> systems, but yeah. No, and if you've got like the wineries and you've got um, and there are places like you know Mona you can get on the ferry so there are things like mm -hmm. there are ways to get around and obviously we've talked a lot about 
well, it's an island, but also being on the coast, a lot of the, I guess, major places you're going to visit, you would have boat opportunities. But yeah. you want to go a little bit further afield. So we went, um, we drove that first trip to Launceston. And mm-hmm. on the way, we stopped in, um, we went to Bonnerong, the, the yeah. wildlife sanctuary, and saw a Tasmanian devil in Tasmania, which for me was just like bucket list. And yeah so incredible they're they're such incredible creatures and um such incredible the the way they're like their name and came about and all that stuff it's such a wonderful um yeah they are amazing history and then we drove to um yeah this is really pulling on my um brain threads ross ross yes yes and it was like a bridge this amazing little bridge and it had a history of Ross was, I believe, founded because of this of of a convict who then got oh, okay. freedom, and then he had sort of built or established this area. And I remember them. Maybe it was just in the gift shop, but it was wool. So I know there's like sheep. There must be farming around there. Yeah, it's in the Midlands. Um, it's called the Midlands. So yes, lots of farming. It was yeah. So that was really nice, just having that. Um, you know, and it was probably a bit uh, over ambitious. We did it in a day. It was just fine. I think it was a three and a half hour drive or something. Yeah, um, probably three hours from Hobart. But yeah, there's lots of lovely things to see along the way. Yeah, Little so it was really nice that we had the car and then we got to do it. And as I say, you know hindsight maybe would have spent the night because <laughs> um, like it's although it's achievable in a day it's it's yeah it's a bit big so um and just that thing of having a little bit more time is nice yeah yeah it is because it's always those little towns those little towns along the way that are special and unique and worth yeah well it just it stood out and it's funny because I was just it kind of was one of those things that you think you discovered and you're like oh we saw this and it was quite lovely and then everyone's like oh you know that's kind of really well known and you're (laughs) well clearly I knew nothing coming here I just I I quite like to go um as someone calls it the beginner's mindset and it's um or the beginner's eyes and like going in blind and obviously there's lots of information and it's lovely to be able to get tips especially from a local but it's also really nice yeah just going and and being a little bit curious and and seeing what you stumble across yeah Yeah, definitely I agree and so tell me when we did talk about the cold water (laughs) but when would you say or when is maybe your favorite time of year that you would recommend people to visit so I talked about um, the dark, the winter feast and the dark mofo event. So that's really um, special, but it would have to be summertime. Um, So, yeah, January, February, March, you're coming in March. It's a great time of the year. The weather's quite predictable. Um, Yeah, but kind of the first three months of the year, uh, the peak of summer and lots going on. We have the taste of Tasmania. the days are long and warm mm. um, you know markets and things are happening and various events we have a fair bit of cricket um the big bash league come down to Blunston arena and and also an arena in launceston actually um but yeah there's there's lots of activity going on and you know people are out and about when it's nice and warm so yeah i would say summer the best time for camping beach beautiful and it's funny because um we the conference i was meant to be going to was in october and there were a few people who said because we went to the barossa this year in may 
And so they were like, I'm not going to another cold destination. <laughs> they were like, October. I was like, October would be okay. I went there in like September and they're like, no. And so now that well, it got moved to March. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the weather is starting to warm up and the days are getting longer now. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, sure, we have great weather from probably October through to March, but, yeah, it's more predictable. Um over the over those summer months yeah it was funny so yeah. some of them now got moved to march they're like well maybe i'll come now i'll see if fair weather's i quite like having from queensland and it was even from new south wales i like getting to rug up a little bit and to wear a proper coat and yeah. um i like the changing of seasons which i think you would probably get a lot better there yeah than we get further north so yeah it's a nice yeah. feeling it's like yeah proper winter proper summer um changing the changing period it's a really it's a nice feeling so yeah and now definitely but you need to pack warm clothes even in the summertime yes yeah. Yeah. especially if you're going to go to the mountains top tips. <laughs> yeah top tip yeah. always go. pack a jump up uh, and so tell me um we did mention that the taste of tasmania and how great the food is and everything so what are there any unique foods or things that people should really try while they're in Tasmania because they might not be able to get them elsewhere or because they're just the best? Um, okay. I can't really think of any foods that are purely unique to Tasmania. Um, but, yeah, because of, we do have really great um, soil um, and water sources and great fresh saltwater um, mm. oceans. I think we are known for the freshness and um, of seafood. So, yeah, there's a lot of places down on the Hobart docks, especially that sell fresh or cooked um, seafood. So that's probably a must if you're into that kind of thing. Um, we've got really great cider houses. So Tasmania mm. is known for apples and um, cherries as well. Yeah. Um, wineries, yeah, lots of berries over the summer months. So you can, um, lots of little roadside stalls, especially um, in the Huon Valley region that sell apples or apricots or Yum. cherries, raspberries. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I can't really think No, of that's any. perfect. And I, I think that cooler climate, um, you've got the good climate for the wine, but also then for the fruits as well. And mm. that's, yeah, I remember the ciders being, the, my mum was very pissed off with me because I had been on antibiotics right before then and then also had decided I was on a bit of a health kick. So I actually didn't drink alcohol on my Hobart trip and she was very annoyed that I wasn't going to drink with her. I'm like, you can, you are entitled to have a cider. And I remember <laughs> cider being one of the things. So I, 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 will, um, I will catch up when I come down for the conference with some of those lovely okay. uh, yeah. local drops. Um, now, we've had a few top tips, but I would love to share with us any other tips or experiences that you feel that people really need to know about Tasmania. Yeah, so Tas Tasmania is quite known for uh, its funny town names I don't really see them as funny because I guess you know they're just every day for me but lots of people do comment on um, 
yeah, so I live in a small town called Snug and <laughs> it's just normal for me. But, um, you know, lots of people comment on that. Um, oh, that's a cute name. Or, it is cute. <laughs> so that was named in the early 1900s, I believe, by some sailors that arrived in Snug and thought that it was a snug anchorage. So, yeah. But, yeah, there's lots of um, funny town names. There's Flower Pot, um, <laughs> eggs and bacon bay, um, tomahawk. Yeah, there's lots of lots of funny little funny little town names, which could be quite unique. I don't know. I guess there's many town names everywhere. Yeah, eggs and bacon bay. <laughs> I definitely want to go there. I, I think I that now you've said it, it's ringing a bell. Um, I think Australia is uh, does have a, quite a lot of um, funny things that people. Uh, yeah, funny names that people are like, oh, that's unusual, but I love Eggs and Bacon yeah. Day. <laughs> that one stuck out for me. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I would just love, is there any other thing that you would like to tell people for coming to Tasmania? Um, so, yeah, one other thing which is really spectacular and known um, in uh, a great viewing point for the Aurora Australis or the Southern Lights. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, the from anywhere in southern Tasmania, um, it's quite good viewing at, you know, when the aurora is shining. But, yeah, um, there's some amazing photography that's come from Tasmania of the aurora, yeah. And what sort of time of year would that be? I think it's more the summer months when, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's the sun reflecting on the ice caps of Antarctica. Oh, it's so beautiful. I saw the um, the Northern Lights, and they weren't super bold. And actually, funnily, it's one of the weird, the what, the few things where photos are better than what your eye can see, yeah, like yeah. the way the exposure is. But it's it's um, un, you know, unmistakable when you see it with your own eyes. That mm -hmm. it's that. It's just um, yeah, it gave me like butterflies. It was very special so oh cool I didn't even think about that one um being down there yeah it's very special oh, thank you for coming on and do you have because you do travel a bit and we've traveled together which is amazing um do you have and you're traveling right now so maybe you have a fresh one but do you have a travel tip in general um a travel tip in general I think just take as much time as you can um mm which is something I do when I travel, um, just don't rush from place to place from A to B. Um, yeah, slow it down, enjoy enjoy the surrounds of, of where you are and really try and soak in the local goodness. Um, I think that's something that might come, I hope that's something that might come out of this time, um, you know, these past few years that people will really you know, make the most yeah. of it and that maybe, down. yeah, it's just a little more difficult, might be a little bit more difficult for a while to, to hop about. So it would be nice to, yeah, to really just enjoy and and slow down. It's yeah. A good tip for me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, don't um, think of Tassie as a little quick, um, a quick no. stopover because, yeah, there's so much to see and do and eat. <laughs> yeah, you'll be kicking yourself if you go for a yeah. short time. I think I think if you don't have a lot of time, a week is is good. If you want to see more, if you're only going to stay in Hobart, maybe 
like yeah maybe you can have a couple days but even then it was you know I just as soon as you're there you you want to be doing more and seeing more so yes give yourself the opportunity to explore exactly and um when we are allowed to travel around freely um all the major capitals in australia except for darwin have direct flights now to hobart so so good yeah it's um quite easy to pop in and out for however long you have (laughs) yes i i made sure we did that actually i booked from brisbane with a little one i was like we are only doing direct so thankfully yes brisbane to tassie is direct and it's only one flight a day but i was like we will take that flight thank you very much and we will get straight there (laughs) (laughs) i love it thank you so much and you enjoy the rest of your travels there'll be so many tips and i hope 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 i get to see you at the end of march in your home hey yes i'm so looking forward to it can't wait thanks so much emma thanks thanks for listening everyone um i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did um already looking forward to the next one uh we also have a rather extensive back catalog for you to check out um but in the meantime you can uh follow us on instagram that's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, We are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts. Everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So tune in next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.